Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends over at realmushrooms.com, realmushrooms.com slash Ben. Get the code, use the code BPAC for 25% off your first purchase and muscle for 20% off your purchases thereafter. And I've talked about this, this these mushrooms at nauseum for a long time. However, I've actually started including more mushrooms lately than ever before in my life, not less. Because what I've learned as the more I study about mushrooms is they're an incredible stimulant or incredible boost to the immune system. So literally the first thing that I talk about when I uh, get sick or I feel like my immune system is running down, or if I do a blood panel and I see my immunity is down a little bit, literally the first line of intervention for me is I'm going to go after mushrooms, typically the five defender product from real mushrooms, which is uh, really, really high in beta-glucans, which is super useful for stimulating the immune system. They've also got something called ergothionine, which can be very helpful for the gut. And you guys know that I'm a massive fan of lion's mane for brain health. I don't use lion's mane as consistently anymore. I probably use it for about a month at a time. Now, I use three to six grams a day, usually three grams in the morning, three grams in the evening. I don't find it too stimulating. I just find that my brain seems to work more effectively. I find that it allows me to grow my brain, or I shouldn't say that. It allows me to learn more effectively because it's been proven to grow your brain, right? They call it miracle growth for the brain. And you guys know that reishi is like a staple in my house pretty much all the time. Ladies and gents, thank you very much for being a listener of the Muscle Intelligence Podcast. Support our sponsor, realmushroom.com slash Ben for the best quality organic, all fruiting body mushrooms in the world. There's no mycelium, which means you're not paying for grain. Ladies and gents, enjoy the show. Every single decision we're making minute to minute is either moving us closer toward the more powerful version of ourselves or further away from the most powerful version of ourselves. And I think when you when you take away this immediate timeline, so many people have this urgency of like, I want to get in shape now. And I, I want everything right now. We have this, this society of instant gratification where anyone refu- most people refuse to put in any amount of time to develop themselves, to develop their character, to, to overcome the laziness, to overcome their weaknesses. And ultimately, the only thing that matters minute to minute to minute is are you making the best decision to move closer to the best version of yourself? It doesn't matter if you complete the workout perfectly or you complete the work, the nutrition perfectly. Trust me, like, yes, we all want it urgently, but if you just make the conscious decision to make the right decision minute to minute, you're going to end up where you want to go and it's going to stay there because it's going to be character. So, right, it's the difference between like strategy and tactics. I can give you guys tactics all day long to get you in shape and I will, but what we want more effectively is we want to, we want to become conscious of the person we're being and how we're showing up in all these areas of our life where maybe in the past we're deficient. So it's a conversation of like, how am I showing up for myself, right? Am I prioritizing my health, my fitness, my nutrition, my, my relationships? How am I showing up for my family and my relationships? How am I showing up for my, my work and my finances, right? Am I just kind of letting whatever happen or am I actually focused on, on, on making the right decision minute to minute? That's what this is about for me, guys. Like, I can, I can get any, I, I would say like, I can get a hippopotamus in shape. Like it's, it's, it's so easy to get somebody in shape, right? But that's not the goal, right? Yeah, that, that is the goal, but it's, it should be a byproduct of the person you're becoming, right? And so if you're constantly someone who's pushing stress off in the future, like, oh, I don't want to endure this right now. I'm going to alleviate my, my stress with instant gratification. I'm going to eat this thing because I know I feel better. I'm going to drink this thing because I know I feel better. Take this pill because I know I feel better. You'll never develop in the person you want, right? What's the saying? The strongest irons are forged in the strong, or the strongest metals are forged in the strongest fires. You know, like you you have to be able to endure discomfort, endure some level of uh, adrenaline, some level of pain. Doesn't necessarily like, physically need to be pain, but it it is at some level. 
And you need to be able to endure the suck at some levels, endure some discomfort. And if you guys have probably, most of you guys have probably heard this because I repeat it often, but the way to succeed in life is to change your relationship with heart. If I were to say, are these workouts hard? Some of you, not all of you, some of you go, yeah. I'm like, nothing, right? Or is your day hard compared to what, right? Or, or is it, and this is, don't offend anybody, but like, or is it that we're just weak? And I always refer to like, we're just weak as a society. Like compare yourself to a Navy SEAL, compare yourself to a person in the military, compare yourself into a war-torn country. Like life is not hard, right? We're, we're just soft. And so as we set out on these daily endeavors to ultimately change the man that we are, be the best version of ourselves, be more, right? Simply be more. Uh, it really comes down to the decisions you're making minute to minute to minute. And is that directly moving me in the, in the direction of my goal or not? So what that requires then is that we identify the areas of our life that are most important to us, which can be anything you identify, right? So for me, it's going to be family. It's going to be fitness. It's going to be finances. And it's going to be leadership and impact. Those are kind of my, my four domains. And I ask myself at the end of every day, how did I show up in those areas? And honest, like, so we talk about this idea of uh, reflecting on your life ultimately, right? An examined life, living an examined life. And if you guys are going through life without looking back and going, how did I show up? How can I be better? Right? Criticism is the greatest thing in the world, right? I want someone to be critical. I mean, it doesn't have to be like a, a, a degrading criticism, but I want, to, I want someone to critique me and like, hey man, you're not showing up the way you want to show up in this area or I, the way I know you want to show up in this area. Praise creates complacency often, doesn't it? From what I understand, a very feminine trait. Women, women are the type of people who, and this is not meant to be offensive, but sometimes people think it that way. Women are the, type, are the type of being that want to receive praise. Tell me how great I am. Tell me how, how much you love me. Like that's a very feminine trait, right? I, I want to know how well I'm doing. That makes me go better. That makes me work harder. Men, or I shouldn't say men, but a masculine trait is tell me what I did wrong and I'll fix it, right? It's asserting yourself in the direction of things that you want to improve. So if you're someone who tends to want like positive reinforcement, like, I, I, tell me how great I did. Like, it's like the sandwich method that's perpetuated. It's really a, it's really a feminine trait to say like, hey man, you're doing really good at this, but this, right? So it's basically, it, it's, you know, it's, it's the small version of ourselves. So if we think of like big me, small me, right? Bitch me, powerful me. It's like, I, I, don't, I always want to be the most powerful version of myself, which means having the self-control, having the willingness to receive criticism with humility, right? I want to be able to receive criticism with humility. The reason that I was a successful bodybuilder is because I never needed feedback. Like I took feedback, but I was always my own worst critic. And not from a place of like demeaning or degrading myself. No, like I just know how I need to be better. I know where I screwed up because I should also say, I, I established the standard for myself very early in my career. It wasn't on purpose. I did it completely by accident. I had no idea what I was doing. But the standard to which I held myself was world-class from day one, right? When I, I shouldn't say day one, but very close to day one. When I was 17 years old, I went to the Mr. Olympia in New York City at, at the John Bassett Theater. I'll never forget it. And I'm 17 years old. I'm 160 pounds. And I'm staring at these fucking superhero of men, these, these mutants of men. I'm just like, like, this is what I want to do. I knew in that moment. So from that moment forward, I was no longer comparing myself to the person in my house, the person in my gym, the person in my city or my country even. I was comparing myself to the best people in the world. So my criticism of myself was not necessarily to belittle myself or degrade my, my progress or my accomplishments. It was simply to say, hey, I'm not where I want to be yet. 
right? So if you decide you want to make $100 million and you make a million this month, that's awesome. But you're like, hey, great. That's a stepping stone to this 10 million that I need to make this month, right? So I'm just, it's not like a, I'm going to be down on myself and make a million dollars a month. I'm going to say, that's awesome. Now what's next, right? So it's, it's this forward progress. Like it's, it's some, some balance between I want to be happy with everything I have, but never complacent, right? I want to be grateful and so appreciative for everything that I do, everything in my life, this body that shows up for me and still aspire for more, right? And so it's an interesting dichotomy in life to be able to kind of sit on that fence of, man, I'm so grateful for everything in my life. And truthfully, I, I live an incredibly blessed life, yet I still aspire for more. And, and for me, it's not from like a greed perspective. It, it's, for, it's from an impact perspective, I would say, right? Like, why would I live a life that allows me to impact 30 guys when I can impact 30 million, right? That's how I want to think. It's like, I'm playing too small, right? And I, I want, I personally, I want to work towards the things that I aspire to. Now, how does that relate to you? Well, maybe in your body, you're playing small. Maybe in your training, you're playing small. You're comparing yourself to the people around you. Going, I'm better than that guy. Who fucking cares? Well, I'm better than the person I was three months ago. Great, but are you where you want to go, right? So take a moment to just be incredibly grateful every single day for your body and for what you do and celebrate your wins. But don't slow down, right? Don't slow down. Let it continue. Let you can yourself continue to progress. So I'll tell you my morning practice because this is relevant. So when we talk about, I'm going to look at you guys' scores in a second. When we talk about lifestyle optimization, first thing I do every morning is I sit up in bed with a smile on my face. I don't let my feet touch the floor. I sit up in my bed with my, my, with my smile on my face. I'm like, I'm so grateful for my children. I'm so grateful for my partner. I'm so grateful for my family. I'm so grateful for my grandma. So grateful for my mom. So grateful for my dad. So grateful for my sister. I just keep going through this this ring of concentric circles that expands from from around me out. And I, and I go, I'm so grateful for that friend who did this for me. And I'm so grateful to have these amazing friends. I'm so grateful for my heart that beats in my chest. I don't have to do anything. I'm so grateful for my mind for showing up and working effectively for me. I'm so grateful for my muscles for allowing me to move for this world. I'm so grateful for this opportunity to live in this life, right? And, and so I'm starting my day feeling grateful, not just intellectualizing gratitude, but feeling grateful, completely different thing, right? I want to embody gratitude. Why do I want to get better and practice embodying gratitude? Because now I can recall it at will, right? Now I can, you see, I probably can see it and feel it. I'm like I can embody gratitude like that. Like I'm so grateful the things in my life that I couldn't live any other way. And I guess it wasn't always like this. I had no idea what the hell this was. Right, 2007 is kind of where my journey started to, to like really understand the fact that I could change my mind, the fact that I could change my perception of the world, that I could change who I am, how I show up for other people, the fact that I used to believe that people could impact my emotions, my state. But in reality, I was just being a victim to it. I didn't realize that. I had this amazing man that came into my life, still in my life, and uh, he used to call me on my words. He used to call me on my own bullshit. I would I'd say something to the effect of, um, this person did this to me. He's like, what are you talking about, man? It's like, they did nothing to you, right? The event happened, but your perception made it your reality. And so we start looking at how can we, how can we optimize for these four areas of life? The first thing it's going to require is you creating a standard as to who you want to be in that area. What do I want my body to look like? How many of you guys unconsciously, you don't know the answer to this, but maybe you do, unconsciously identify as a fat guy? How many of you do? 
versus the guy who's like, man, I'm just fucking lean, healthy, and muscular all the time. I'm a beast. I'm a powerful man. You can completely change that dialogue. But how do you do it? It doesn't happen overnight. It happens with the small decisions you make every day. Am I confident? Am I, am I strong? Am I powerful? Am I empowered? Or am I a victim? It's your choice. You guys can play small me all day long, or you can play big me minute to minute to minute. And what you'll find is three months from now, six months from now, 12 months from now, your life is completely upside down, completely different. I can't believe, it's like remarkable to me how much my life has changed since 2016, right? Obviously, I retired from bodybuilding in 2016. I'm a completely different human. Like it almost feels like a different lifetime. And not that things were bad in that time of my life, but it was, it served a purpose then, right? It was very purposeful living. I was very driven toward one objective. And since then, I'm completely driven in a different direction. I feel like a, a newborn child starting over again. In some ways, that feels challenging. Like I wasted time because I didn't move in the direction of the current goals. But in other ways, I feel like I accomplished so much in this world, right? So it's, ne- it's never from a perspective of like, oh man, I made a mistake. Because everything that happened in your life up to this point is a huge part of who you are. Huge part of the person you've become. Now, I got to tell you one thing that's so important to know. And this is hard for men. In order to love and accept who you are now, I don't care if you love yourself. I don't think men need to love yourself. But you need to accept who you are now. Be grateful for who you are now. The only way to do that is to love and accept every single thing, every single circumstance, every single person that's been in your life or impacted you up to this point for better or worse. So if I can't accept a circumstance or a person that's impacted me in the past, I can't accept who I am now because it's part of who made me who I am, right? So I need to go back and literally look at all the people in my life that I have grudges toward or that I'm resentful toward or that hurt me or fucked me over. And I have to go, man, thank you. Truthfully, thank you. And I have to lose the emotional charge. So when I, even I, you'd hear me say it like, they hurt me, they fucked me over. It, it has to go away. And you have to go, what lesson did I garner from that? Because it made you stronger. It, made, it moved you toward who you are now. And everything in life is a blessing, right? In the moment, we don't always really see it that way. When we look back on it, you guys know, like those hard times, they made you who you are. Like I could never in the moment when I was a child be grateful for the fact that I was crying alone in the fucking cold when I was seven years old. I had no ability to do that. And I was afraid and I had no ability to, to in the moment be grateful for that. But looking back on it 37, no, 33 years later, I can look back and go, holy shit, that made me a strong motherfucker, right? That's what made me a, a man that was able to stand in front of anybody and do whatever, right? Whatever life throws my way, I'm like, I got it. Here's a statement that i like you guys to write down. I am stronger than my circumstance. Life throws us circumstances, right? Life throws you stress in relationships, in finances, in business, in, in health. Put a smile on your face and say, thank you looking back and go, yeah, I know I'm going to look back on this and say, I got this. And the faster you can create that time frame or decrease that time frame, the more empowering it is. Okay. So a little bit of perspective for you guys on how we're going to succeed together in this, in this journey. Man, the thing that I don't want, like this plan will work for anyone, right? Because it's adaptable. It's dynamic. We'll change it based on what you need. It'll work for anyone. The reason you're going to fail if you do is not because of the plan, not because, oh, it didn't work for Bullshit. It's fucking horseshit. So if you guys want to succeed the way that some of these guys on this call have succeeded, the only way is to go, I got this. And, and don't do it begrudgingly. Don't do anything in life begrudgingly. I try to teach my kids this. You guys have kids who get this. I'm like, son, if you're working at McDonald's flipping burgers 
everyone at McDonald's is going to tell you how great you are and how you're the best burger flip that ever, ever has existed. And you know what's going to happen because of that? They're going to promote you from burger flipper to manager or assistant manager. And then they're going to promote you from assistant manager to, to district manager. And then you're going to be an owner because everyone's going to go, man, this guy's mastered the small stuff, right? He's, he's so good at the little things in life that I want to give him more responsibility. How many of you guys are a master of the small things in your life? And you don't, you don't have to be honest, but if you are, perfect. That means you're, you're capable of taking on more responsibility. If you haven't mastered the small things in life, we can't take on the bigger things, can we? Right? No one's going to come along and go, hey, man, you deserve more responsibility. Take this. Hey, man, you should take on more in your life. Can't even figure out the small shit. Right? So when it comes to training and nutrition and lifestyle and mindset, what is the small stuff? It's like, hey, am I, am I preparing my meals? Or am I just like winging it? That's not prepared, right? When it comes to training, am I making sure that I'm hydrated? Am I making sure that my body, my nervous system is in the right state? I'm getting the right sleep. If you're not, you're not going to progress. So you need to know what the foundation of the pyramid is before you can progress up through the top of the pyramid. Every one of you guys is capable of achieving the top of the pyramid, right? The tip of the mountain, everyone. But if you don't take the time and take the conscious effort to lay the base of the pyramid, you don't succeed. Bottom line, you'll get somewhere, you'll be like, oh, I'm making progress. Boom, progress. I'll make a progress. Boom, regress. So the thing, the very things you are avoiding is the very thing you must address. And you guys all know this in business and life, you're succeeding somewhere in your life, right? So in the areas in life where you're succeeding, it's because you're doing the shit you need to do that maybe you didn't want to do in the beginning. Everything that that was or is now easy was once hard. Everything that was is now easy was once hard, including walking, including speaking. Everything we do at some point in your life was hard. So you guys are probably going through some some things right now where it's like, damn, yeah, I feel like I'm charging through mud. Put a smile on your face and say, bring on more, right? It's, so if you guys want a great book to read on this, there's a book called The Tools. Um, the authors were on my podcast, Phil Stutz and Barry Michaels. Like probably one of the best actionable books when it comes to getting out of your own way, right? And that's They, they kind of take it through the lens of like therapy, but you, you don't need to use their tools. It's literally giving you tools. You don't need to, to use it from perspective of therapy. You use it from perspective of life. And what they say is when you get to that point in your life where it feels like you're overwhelmed, where it feels like there's a lot going on, you smile and you say, bring it on, bring it on. I got this. And, that, and you guys all get that if your parents, like, man, man, kids, get on my back. I got you. Let's go, right? Wife, get on my back. I got you. We, 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 we can do this as a family. I'm a provider and protector. I can do everything. I have enough energy for two. Anyone feel like that? There's areas in your life where you either feel like that or you have. And so you guys should approach your training like that. And listen, this doesn't happen by accident, right? Training, nutrition, lifestyle, mindset doesn't happen by accident. You have to wake up every day and set this set this in motion. If you wake up every day and let the world come in, you're fucked. You're going to fail every time. You have to wake up every day and set these, these conscious intentions. Who am I going to be in these four areas of my life today? How am I going to show up? I'm going to review it. I'm going to say, in training, here's the attitude I'm going to take on. I'm going to take on the attitude of a gold medal winning athlete. So I take it's like, what does a gold medal winning athlete do differently than everybody else? Checks, checks boxes and crosses the T's and dots the I's, right? Gold medal wing athlete. How, how am I going to show up in my relationships and my love and my family? I'm going to show up with an open heart and bringing none of my baggage. I'm going to show up with, with love and acceptance and leadership. How am I going to show up in my, in my vocation or in, lo- in work? Right? Am I going to show up as a guy who's a follower? Or am I going to step up and do the extra work? Right? I'm going to show up and lead. There's a great book if you guys want to read a great book for leadership. Actually, Jocko, Leadership Strategies and Tactics. I like his other two books. I like this one a lot more. The most recent one is called Leadership Strategies and Tactics. Easy to listen on Audible. Just like, man, you're, everyone is part of a platoon at some kind, right? Everyone's part of a, of a team. He was, he's referring to the SEAL teams, but 
everyone's part of a team. And like, how are you showing up for the team? Are you, are you being like, hey man, I got it. I can take on that extra work because I have enough energy for two. I have enough energy for the team. Or are you the one who's complaining about having to do the little stuff? So first, show up for yourself so that you can have enough energy to show up for your family, for your, for your tribe, for your business. What does a five out of five look like for you in each of these areas? So let, let's, let's break this down. So training, sometimes guys, and this is important for you to acknowledge, maybe right now, you don't even have the ability to be a five out of five on training, right? I often will say people aren't fit enough to transform. And some people just aren't. Like you're not, your body, it hurts, they get injuries, they get joint, joint stuff, they get tightness. So that's fine. What does your five out of five look like today? And what is it going to look like when you do get there? So be really objective with this. So identify the domains that you guys need to address and I'll tell you what they are. And just rate yourself on a scale of one to five and then Spend the appropriate amount of time. So if you if you have 100% of time, it could be an hour, it could be two hours, it could be three hours, whatever. If you have 100% of time and you have five areas to uh, address it to, and I'll tell you what those areas specific to training, you have five areas that you want to address, you have to commit the appropriate amount of time to each area, right? So here's the area. So mobility is one, for sure. You got to move well. So we call that mobility is like quality of movement. Like I want to move without pain. I want to move fluidly. And so that, that may be mobility. That may be dynamic movement, whatever. I want to move well, it's mobility. Then I want to be strong. So I, where am I on a scale of one to five in my strength? Where am I, and this is the third one, where am I on a scale of one to five in my muscular endurance? This is the sets of 20 you guys are doing. Where am I in my, my aerobic fitness, which is different than muscular endurance? Aerobic fitness is like my ability to do the long duration cardio. And where am I in my high intensity cardio? Right, my ability to do the short duration, but but like repetitive. So biking, running, sprinting, rowing, any of those. Where am I in those areas? Identify or, or sorry, uh, assess yourself in those five areas and rate yourself honestly and and be super critical compared to where you want to go. Right, you could say I'm comparing myself to a world class standard. Or maybe I'm comparing myself to I don't know what you guys decide. And then build the appropriate and proportional amount of time in that direction. So every one of those areas is, is intentionally addressed in this program, everyone. And that's how I address programming and that's how I succeed, right? That's how I succeed with everyone, it, provided you're willing to do it, is you have to be willing to do shit that you're not good at, not just the stuff you're good at. So you're saying on a five out of five on strength, awesome. You still want to assign an appropriate amount of time to strength. Doesn't mean you don't do it, but less, right? So for me right now, I'm training with weights four times a week four times a week. And I try to go pretty strong. I squat, I deadlift, I bench press, and I pull-ups pretty much every workout. Maybe not, but more or less. I do one of them every workout. And I want to maintain some strength standards for myself. I want to maintain some mobility standards for myself. I want to maintain some aerobic and anaerobic standards for myself. So anaerobic fitness, which is high-intensity cardio, you guys need to be doing twice a week. Some of you at different points in the program, so maybe you're not there yet, but eventually you'll be doing twice a week. And you should be doing at least two hours of zone two cardio a week, everyone. And depending where you're on the program, some of you are doing much more. Some of you are doing more like five hours. Because if you want to make a change in your aerobic fitness, you need to be doing five hours a week to change it. To maintain it, you only need two to three hours a week. To change it, you need five. And this means zone two, which means I'm working hard, but I'm only breathing through my nose. Right. So I, I like as hard as I can possibly work while still only breathing through my nose. High intensity cardio, which again is to change it, you need three times a week. To maintain it, you need two times a week. You need to be hitting your maximum heart rate, your maximum ability to exert two to three times a week. This is ongoing. You can do this for life. 
Uh, muscular endurance, I suggest you just build it into the workouts. If you're starting the workouts with strength, again, you guys all have this built into your programs, but I'm giving you some kind of some ongoing uh, framings, frameworks to, to take away. Okay, so that's training. We've talked about that. Nutrition. If I'm, if I'm rating myself a one out of five, a two out of five, a three out of five, most likely, guys, it's not a nutrition problem. You guys have heard me talk about this in the past. It's most like, excuse me, not a nutrition problem. It's a behavior problem. Sometimes it's, it's like a, well, it's a laziness problem. It's a pre- preparation problem. It's a stress problem. It's a habit problem. So how then do you help yourself to alleviate this poor area, this, this gap? God, I'll tell you, you just have to make it easy. You just have to make it simple. Right, find meals that. Uh, listen, I'm living this too. Like, how do you find meals that take you less than ten minutes to prepare? I have this long list of meals that I call seven minute muscle meals. Literally takes me seven minutes. It's meat, vegetables, and some type of fat. Right, so I always have some meat thawed that I can cook. Because if you guys get a, a pound of of lean ground bison or elk or venison or even beef, throw in a pan. It takes seven minutes. Put a lid on it. Put it on medium heat. It takes seven minutes to cook. While I'm doing that, I'm also steaming some vegetables. While I'm doing that, I'm getting some like sauerkraut or chimichurri or something that I purchased or, or made out of the fridge. And I'm going to put those together maybe with some avocado, some olive oil, maybe some butter if you tolerate dairy well. And I'm going to build those in, right? That's my, that's my meal. That takes me seven minutes. So anyone who's got excuses around time or shit, you just need to take action on it, right? It, t- it takes taking action sometimes. So seven to 10 minute muscle meals, easy to do. Um, and, it, and saying, okay, what can, where can I remove the barrier. So if you guys have a bunch of crappy foods in your house, got to get rid of them. Right? If you're failing because you're eating bad things, get rid of the foods. Leave your, listen, if you guys are starving at the end of the day, this, this happened to me last night. So last night I didn't go in for a three-hour walk. It was like 7 p.m. I got home, come on, I, was, I got home at like 9. And I was famished. So I was like, what am I going to do? I made some egg whites. I, so I have this, I, I do this thing where you guys may enjoy this. Try it. It's better than it sounds. <laughs> so I do like a carton of egg whites, which is 16 egg whites. I put a scoop of chocolate collagen protein in it, and then I put blueberries on top. I put some cinnamon, some blueberries. Sometimes I'll put some other like, I don't know, like, like cacao nibs or goji berries or cranberries or something in it. I didn't last night because I didn't want to have that much carb. But literally, that takes me four minutes to prepare. Egg whites, scoop of uh, chocolate protein inside, collagen protein. Before bed, that's a good idea. A little bit of cinnamon, a few, few blueberries or strawberry, frozen berries. Boom, done. Meal. Four minutes. Right? And it's easy to consume. It tastes delicious. Um, so I was hungry. Normally, I don't eat after step six. But last night, I was like, I'm starving. I know I'm going to sleep better if I have some food. I had some food. Also, it's easy to digest, right? I wouldn't want a steak before bed because it's going to sit in your belly. It's going to you know, feel terrible. You sleep like shit. So find some easy to digest foods that if you're famished, literally take no time at all. So those are kind of some, some tips and pointers for you guys to take away on nutrition. Um, again, I'll stop to answer questions in a minute. Um, lifestyle optimization, man, you guys get... The reason I'm sitting outside is you got to spend time outside when you can getting sunshine. Your circadian rhythm is by far the biggest influence on how you feel day to day, I would say. Your stress obviously is a big influence, but circadian rhythm incorporates sleep. So the time when I wake up, so here's my, my routine. I wake up, I'll meditate. I'll do my gratitude, I'll meditate, brush and, brush and floss my teeth. Usually I'll take a cold shower. And then I'm either going to go to the gym, I'm going to go do cardio, or I'm going to do yoga. One of those, I move my body immediately. Sometimes that's before the sun comes up. So I'm waiting for the sun to come up, right? Usually I'm done by the time the sun comes up. So at that point, I'll make sure I spend 15 to 30 minutes outside in the sun. So I'm setting my, my body circadian rhythm. It's really bright compared to what I would experience inside. If you're somewhere in you know, the northern states or northern whatever, countries where uh, you're experiencing low amounts of sunshine when you wake up for the first three hours, turn on as many bright lights as you can. Get some bright light in your eyes to kickstart the body. 
You also want to try, if you're not exercising in the morning, plan at least five to 10 minutes of movement that's going to induce some amount of adrenaline. Exercise induces adrenaline, right? We want to induce adrenaline in the morning, adrenaline cortisol, because that tells our body when to be awake. You can do something as simple as skipping for five minutes, jump, jumping jacks for five minutes, push-ups, go for a walk, go for a run, whatever. You got to induce some semblance of adrenaline. But this is all, by the way, without drinking coffee. No coffee yet. Coffee happens at earliest 90 minutes to two hours after waking. There's a very strong reason for that. If you drink coffee when you wake and you tend to get a lull in the middle of the afternoon, you need another one. That's because you're messing with the body's adenosine system in the brain and the body wants to go to sleep. So if you wait longer, you actually just helps regulate the adenosine system better. I could explain it to you guys if you want to know, but generally just know that don't drink coffee the first two hours of the day. Yeah. So then optimize for sleep. I think we've talked about sleep hygiene or I can if you guys want, if you have questions about it. Managing stress. Here's a great strategy or great tactic for you guys to manage your stress. Breathing is by far the biggest influence on your stress, like leaps and bounds, right? Exercise and, um, and breathing are by far your biggest levers. So, I mean, stress, food could be as well, but don't use food as a, as a lever. Breathing. So create a practice around learning how to control your, your state of arousal through the breath. Here's a story for you, actually. Me doing that made me think of this. So there's a, there's a book that changed my life. It's called The Unbeatable Mind. It's by a guy named Mark Devine, who was a Navy SEAL commander. And I suggest you read it. I've probably read it 30 times. So when I was competing in the Olympia in 2016, I read it like on, so I listened to it on repeat, but I also read it on repeat just because it just got me in my mind in the right place. And so when I had Mark Devine on the podcast, Commander Mark Devine was on the podcast three years ago. And it was <laughs> such an interesting experience for me because I'd ask him a question and I'd stop and he would listen very intently. And he went, and then he answered every question. I was like, wow, that's interesting. He's so like intentional about his state that he wants to be in. He doesn't want to be reactive. He wants to be intentional and calm before he answers the question. I was like, man, that was, that was impactful for me. And it also gave me permission, right? How many of you guys, would, would you get, you guys feel weird if you took a breath in the middle of dinner or in the middle of a meeting? Or would you guys feel like everyone's going to look at me and think I'm weird? Yeah. But listen, man, fuck them. <laughs> like truthfully, man, give, give yourself permission. Well, giving yourself permission may just give someone else permission to like be themselves, right? If someone else is judging you because you're breathing, fuck them. <laughs> or I'm, a little, I'm a little bit vulgar sometimes. I apologize. Sort of, yeah, like God, it's a breath. And if, if it changes how you feel in that moment, it allows you to be a little more effective or a lot more effective in how you communicate or in how you feel. God, do it. There's another level that I can offer you guys. If you guys have heard the physiological sigh. Have you guys, has anyone heard about a physiological sigh? Here's what this is. It's important. This, this apparently is the fastest way to get out of stress. Immediately. The fastest for everybody. Here's what it is. Watch me. Everybody pay attention. It's going to look like this. Did you notice what I did there? The double inhale. So it's a full inhale. A little bit more. And a long, long exhale. That's called the physiological sigh. That's apparently the best way to bring your, your levels of stress down immediately. So keep that tool in your back pocket. That's that's proven in science. Not, that's not Ben's like harebrained ideas. It's proven in science to be the best way to get you out of, out of stress. So that's lifestyle. We can talk more about that if you guys have questions. And I'm, I'll finish up now with mindset. Man, I think the mindset is, guys, you just need to know. So I, I think everything in life for men boils down to self-respect, right? Self-respect. Do, do I have enough self-respect to, to take action on the things that I say I'm going to do? And building my level of self-respect and confidence and belief in myself. So like I kind of lump confidence, self-respect, and self-belief into one. It's this, this like trilogy. And I, I don't think men need to love themselves. You can tell me I'm wrong, but 
I tend to think that like, I don't know if I love myself. Maybe I don't even think about it. Like I want to respect myself. I want to respect the man who I am. I want to, I want to live in integrity. And so every time I'm out of integrity, it feels so bad. <laughs> it feels I, I feel so awful when I'm, when I'm not speaking from the heart. I'm not speaking truth. Um, so that's where self-respect comes from. Uh, and, and self-respect always, often, always, often comes back to bite me in the butt and like, Hey man, you said this, you did this. Like, fuck. So I keep getting lessons and it comes up. But yeah, so at the end of the day, there's only one person that you need to lay your head down with at night. That's it. So if you guys have a hard time closing your eyes at night because your mind is racing or you're stressed. Oftentimes it's because you're out of alignment, right? You're out of alignment with what you said. So it's like your thoughts, your words, and your actions. Yeah. Thoughts, words, actions. So every time I, you know, I meditate, I always meditate on four things. I'll share this with you guys. It'll be the last thing I say. Four things I say. Wisdom, I call it wills, W-I-L-S. Wisdom, integrity, love, and strength, right? So I think about wisdom, integrity, love, my heart, and strength of my body. That's, that's how I meditate. You know, give me the wisdom to be the, you know, be the man that I want to be, to show up the way I want it, to make the right decisions. Integrity, to live in alignment. Love, so I'm living from a place of love and integrity and acceptance and, and uh, gratitude for the world and strength. You know, mentally and physically to show up at my best. And that's how I, that's my meditations. So there's a bit of a long chat. Sorry guys, I talk a lot, but hopefully that was helpful for you guys to give you a little perspective on how you can succeed. Thanks for listening to the Muscle Intelligence Podcast. For full episode guides with important takeaways and bonus resources, head over to muscleintelligence.com slash learn. If you enjoy the show and find value in the content, please subscribe. Share this podcast with at least one person you know and love who would benefit from this content. Leave us a review and support our sponsors. You can see the full list of show sponsors, discounts, and get exclusive Muscle Intelligence deals at muscleintelligence.com slash resources. To join our private community and get VIP access to my master classes, upcoming muscle camps, and other resources that we don't post anywhere else, head to muscleintelligence.com slash community. Most of all, thank you very much for your trust, for your time, and most importantly, for supporting health and fitness in this world. Enjoy your day, and I look forward to seeing you here next week. Thank you so much for tuning into Muscle Intelligence. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with at least one person you know. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. The statements and views on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Ben Bikulski and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements or advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest and products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.